0: Hey everyone, this is Dave with ScreenGeeks.com, and I'm here with the one, the only, Mr. Michael Paul Stevenson. Thanks for sitting down with me again, sir. Ah, yeah, it's good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Yeah, it's been a little while. And, and you have had other projects going on. A few. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, obviously, we're here to talk about the American Scream. At one point, you were you were slated to do Destroy the, the. Everything went out, and then you ended up doing this film. What what kind of caused the sidetrack there?
1: Yeah. Well, we had you know, right after Best Worst Movie, uh, Zach Carlson. Brian Connolly uh, they're the writers of Destroy they brought the script to me and I had the privilege of getting to know Zach uh, you know as we were filming Best Worst Movie he actually was the first person to show Troll 2 on a big screen at the Alamo Drafthouse nice. so I filmed that for Best Worst Movie and got to know him through that and then we kind of became close friends and, and now we're we're like family and um, after Best Worst Movie he um, he he uh, Actually, while we were filming Bessers movie, I won't forget because we were we were on kind of a low point in the trip, um, headed towards uh, Austria in the middle of nowhere in this kind of European uh, countryside. And it was a bit of a it was a bit of a downer because mm-hmm. we had had some things that hadn't gone super well during the trip. and Zach started telling me about the movie he had written um, uh, that uh, was basically about, This this man who uh, sets out on this very noble quest uh, to to rid the world of the kind of the last remaining evil or these 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 evil vampire overlords, Mm -hmm. and then he you know he continued to tell me that that as he's you know basically uh, vampires don't exist and this man is killing these sweet innocent old men (laughs) and
0: it's so wrong but so (laughs) right yeah.
1: And I laughed hysterically, and it was the whole car as we were driving was just like, oh, that's so great, and just couldn't stop laughing for some reason uh, at the thought of old well, people dying mistakenly. Um, and we um, kind of, you know, we we continued with Best Movie and in, in filming, and it wasn't until after that that he gave me the script and said, hey, I'd really like you to read this. And I read it and fell in love with it. It's very... Uh, You know, it's dark comedy, dark humor, Mm -hmm. Um, and I just just loved it, and immediately we decided that's going to be kind of our our first narrative film. So we started working on that, and as we were working on that in um, kind of the early stages of of pre-production, we had, I I received a call from Meyer Schwartzstein, who's one of my producers, and he called and said, I've got this, you know, this really great idea for this documentary. And Meyer's a very enthusiastic guy anyway, but on this phone call particularly he was over the top you know, with enthusiasm and excitement and, and uh, he began to tell me about the idea of doing a documentary on people who make you know, homemade haunted houses or um, amateur haunt enthusiasts. And I immediately clicked with the idea and fell in love with it. Um, and Meyer had explained that Chiller, which um, is part of NBC Universal they were fans of Best Worst Movie, and they had asked what I was doing next. And uh, Meyer said, this would be a great thing for us to do. What do you think? And right off the bat, it was, it was, let's do it. In fact, I called Zach a couple of days later, and I was like, hey, you know, I think we're going to work on this documentary. This is what we're doing. And what do you think about haunted houses and, you know, homemade haunted houses? And he was like, this sounds like so much fun. (laughs) Like, you know, he'd actually been writing like a book about haunted houses for years, and his wife was really into Halloween, oh, wow. and and it, it was just a weird timing thing, because my wife and I, the Halloween prior to that, this was in, this would have been April, May, and the Halloween prior to that, we had been complaining, because there, there was no sense of Halloween really, or community in Los Angeles.
0: I, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. Oh, okay. You don't, you yeah, don't yeah, go yeah. trick or treating because yeah. you're going to get the wrong kind of treat. Right, right,
1: right. And I, um, it was, it was just one of those timing things. Where it was like, okay, it, you know. And right off the bat, it was never like, well, let's look into this and see if this is a good idea. It was like, let's do it. And we announced that it was our next documentary, and we kind of jumped, jumped off into that, into that world, and. A, a, a lot of fun um, as we started to kind of pursue that um, and so we kind of put destroy just I mean there's been things that we've been doing intermittently um, yeah. as we've been making the American scream but it's most of our creative energy has been towards the American scream and now it's just starting to shift back to destroy which we're planning on uh, filming uh, in May April or May of this year
0: after you get some time to breathe that's right everything. yes
1: totally yeah um, and we also, um, I should also add that we have a, um, my wife and I, we uh, executive produced uh, another film, a narrative film, um, from Katie Graham and Andrew Matthews. Katie was one of the DPs on Best Worst Movie and American Scream, and Andrew is one of, is the editor on Best Worst Movie and okay. the American Scream. And they, right after Best Worst Movie premiered at South by Southwest, they wrote a script called Zero Charisma, which is just kind of. Uh, low-budget independent comedy about this obsessed uh, D&D player and nice. it, yeah it's, it's very funny and uh, we've um, we've felt privileged to see them develop that from scratch and it's at the point now where we're just starting to submit it to festivals so that's um, that is a, a narrative film from Magic Stone that will um, start to you know place festivals this fall
0: very cool right on Um, One thing we have to get to, obviously, it relates to Best Worst Movie, it being your first film. It seemed like you really had a story that you needed to tell, in a lot of ways. Obviously, the the, the filmmaker blood runs through you. But you had a story to tell that made it so engaging. What I found so fascinating was that with American Scream, all that preciousness of being true to who your castmates were from Troll 2 carried over to American Scream. And I think that's what really lends a lot of the charm to the film. Is that just who you are? You just not not you know trying to make cast people in a good light or a bad right, light. It's just you want to make sure you're. It's who they are.
1: Yeah, I, it is. I mean, I think that like I and it sounds weird, but I, I'm fascinated with people more mm-hmm. than anything else. And and the, the nuances of character and, and personalities and that always is what interests me most in any story. Even with Best person Movie, it wasn't. Wasn't really interested in bad movies per se. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't my, my first thought was, uh, you know, what is how how does how does this small town Alabama dentist, you know, feel about this movie becoming loved? genuinely so because it's bad like i was always how does the director feel about a movie that is considered you know <laughs> one of the worst movies ever made yes but has 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 left so many lasting memories and continues to do so for years so it was never for me it's never like a, oh, i want to know like why this phenomenon was caused or i want to define a bad movie phenomena you know i'm not even really i can't really say that i watch bad movies avidly and even and with haunted houses and with uh, you know the, this, the American scream, I, I'm not interested in props or how-to's or um, things or places as much as I am in people. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not to say that I didn't have a connection to haunting and Halloween, but mine was more of an emotional connection as opposed. to Like my, my you know, my memory of Halloween was very warm. Even though we went to this lady's house to be scared, uh, we had a we had a, um, a neighbor that was just a couple blocks away that transformed her whole house yeah. into this crazy kind of witch's lair, and she was kind of the Halloween weird person. And, and uh, every Halloween, everybody kind of descended upon her house, you know, for uh, for this celebration. And the intent was to scare, and I'm sure I got scared, but my memory isn't of being afraid or scared. It's of spending time with my friends and family and having this warm kind of feeling about Halloween and community and so with American Scream that was right off the bat a feeling of there was emotional resonance I guess to where mm-hmm. I thought it would go um, and also ultimately it's about creativity and, and art in yes. a very weird way and it's in a very uh, kind of unexamined space in terms of like artistic expression and, and creativity. Um, and so I knew, you know, it's one of those things that you have a feeling that I knew I would find an artist that this was like his passion, just mm-hmm. as just as I knew Claudio would be yes. passionate about, uh, you know, bad movies. and I think that that's like any, anybody who is passionate about anything, I don't care what it is, um, but that's somebody that I can get behind Absolutely and, and, and connect with And that's something that is I don't know, it's always interesting No,
0: it's something I was Throughout the film, obviously All three families are very passionate about what they do You can make arguments about the artistic accomplishments of each one or whatever Right But they throw themselves into it like crazy I don't know if you sat in on the screening last night at all
1: um, A little bit, yeah
0: Did you hear the haunter who was in there?
1: Um, when he yelled Victor's name? Yeah, I, I heard him early on. Okay,
0: he was through the entire movie he was talking to his wife. Oh, are you serious? He's a hardcore hunter. Oh, my God. And, and, you know, as a movie nerd, I'm like, dude, shut up. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it was like, this film really connected to him on right. such a visceral level. Right. He's like, these are my people. Right, right, And right. it was, while, while, while the snob in me was a little annoyed, whatever, right. it was really kind of magical to see this guy right. have this reaction. Right. And at the end, he was right. like, he leaned over to his wife, do I seem a little more normal now? <laughs> the best part was she said no. That was the best part of it right, all. Right, right. Have you That's found, awesome. I know you talk to a lot of different haunters. Right. Has that kind of been that passion, just everyone you talk to? Um,
1: it's been received really well by the haunt community because it is ultimately a celebration of, of people and their passion for the holiday as opposed to, let's look at these weirdos. Mm-hmm. Um, or as opposed, you know, I, I think we've had some haunters that, uh, we're a little more like, I wanted to see how you make the three-axis skull or a crank ghost. Like, you know, there's a little more of that. Like, I want to see more of haunting and, and show more of that kind of, you know, prop making and so forth. Um, just like, same with Best First Movie. We had, yeah. we had people that were like, I want to know this about Troll 2. I want to know this about Troll 2. Um, that's why you go to the Q&A, yeah. people. Come on, it's all good. Yeah, that's right. Um, but all in all... This was received really, really well by haunters throughout the country. And it is fun because it is kind of a relatively uh, burgeoning subculture, I yes. guess. And a little esoteric. Esoteric. It's, it is one of those things that its it almost feels as if it's kind of picking up this weird momentum. Um, or has been. And I, I think the film, uh, for those who've been able to see it, um, helps give them a sense of pride for what they're doing.
0: Most definitely. I'm very curious. You made best worst movie completely on your own, pretty much. You had a complete reign of everything. Right. How was it like working with Chiller Network as opposed to you know kind of doing something for someone specifically?
1: You know, it was actually really amazing with Chiller, um, and I, I didn't know it would be that. You know, I had the same at the outset of the project. It was you have that hesitancy, like you know how how much control are you going to have? Um, and whenever you work with another you know a a new party a new relationship that you haven't worked with before you just there's there's a process of kind of figuring you know each other out Mm -hmm. and ultimately chiller i mean unbelievably especially in terms of you know uh, on the network side of things gave us free reign and gave me complete you know they for one reason or another they put all their faith and trust in us in this film from from the beginning and you know, it was one of the things that at the start of the project um, that was important to me was that this was an was was a feature documentary and not a not a, a snapshot kind of television special. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember meeting with Chiller and just before going into that meeting, just thinking, man, I, I, I hope I can get them, get them behind this idea of. Finding interesting characters, because obviously this is going to be a very interesting space, and and and, and focusing on a you know a, a feature documentary that is a little more kind of festival geared as opposed to like here's the top you know ten Hans yeah. in the country or whatever. <laughs> you That's don't want to be television. that television, yeah. Yes. And right off of the bat, they um, they were very supportive all you know all along, mm-hmm. um, and we're pretty much. You know uh, we're, we're completely supportive but we're completely hands-off and um, in the end I think it's something that um, not only I'm I'm proud of but they've expressed like real pride for and real pride for having done something different for the network and I have a tremendous amount of respect for that because this yes. is like you look at what this is it, it took a network to kind of take a little bit of a risk and to kind of step out on the limb and say well let's let's give it a shot and see if it works mm mm-hmm. And I look back, and there's a million ways that this could have gone wrong, and for some reason it didn't, and it's working for them. And and I, again, feel grateful to end up with another film that I'm really proud proud of. Yes. Um, and to have kind of expanded our relationships to, to a network mm-hmm. that is committed to original programming and, and doing uh, things that are different than other networks and trying new things and not always doing the safe kind of TV, you know. Yeah, because he didn't
0: want something reality TV either. No, you don't want yeah. the, the biggest right. nut job in right. haunting. Let's right. go talk to him. Right,
1: right, exactly. It,
0: something I think that really comes through in both of your films, but especially with *The American Scream*, is that as long everything is worthy of a documentary, you know, not you don't have to have you know a Holocaust happening in a third world nation right. in order to have a documentary. Right. It shows that we're all interesting. It's
1: so true, it is so true, and. You can, I mean, it goes back to that kind of, you know, anybody who's passionate about one thing, like documentaries can be very small stories uh, driven by interesting characters and, and not every person off the bat is somebody that you would say, oh, this is an interesting character. People inherently are pretty interesting when you get to know them. Exactly. And when you take genuine and sincere interest in what they're doing or what what drives them in life. Um, and. It's fun. Like, I, I. it's fun to watch documentaries that aren't about celebrities or about yes. world issues or social political. And, they're and, important. And about Don't just, get me wrong. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. And they're great. Yeah. But about just people in some small slice of, of America. Um, just life. Great. Yeah. It's just, yeah,
0: life. So I'm very curious. Touching back on Chiller just a little bit. The film has a very interesting distribution model. Right. Because right now you've got the, 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 the festival circuit that you're taking the film on. Right. You can watch it on Netflix right now. You can right. rent it on video on demand. What's your reaction to that?
1: Well, it's crazy because we, you know, we had always imagined that we would play festivals and then it would end up on TV. And what happened is, is we premiered a fantastic fest and it went really well. And then we started playing theaters. Um, there were actual theaters outside of festivals that started requesting it. And a lot of these were relationships we had with Best First Movie. And we're like, of course, we'll send it to you. And so, what ended up transpiring is all within a month. We played festivals. Um, we played in in several theaters throughout the country. Uh, we premiered on television. We ended up on Netflix and iTunes all by Halloween Day.
0: That's crazy. So it was
1: yeah, it was wild. Like and it, was, and, it, was, and, it was, and it makes sense because obviously Halloween is it's the perfect time period for this. But it just kind of like all fell in a line, all within a small period. And I, I think. You're gonna, you know, I think you're gonna see that happen more and more with independent films, where windows are going to get shorter. They already are. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, you're gonna drive, you're gonna drive audiences to, to a specific period where the film is available in, in, and in, in multiple platforms, in multiple ways. I
0: guess. As a reviewer, I love it because I can say, hey, everyone, this movie's right. amazing. Go see it. Right. Not only go see it whenever it hits theaters, you can go see it now. Right. While it's right. playing at the right. festival. Right. See, and that's great. It. That means a
1: lot i you know it's the thing with best first movie a, a lot of times it was in a festival and we we're getting reviews but most people don't go to film festivals or exactly. are in an area where there is a film festival and so. then you have
0: to hope and, and worry about that people are going to remember it when it hits home oh, yeah. video yeah and by that yeah exactly and i didn't mean to do my own segue here but you mentioned at the screening <laughs> last night that you had gone back and filmed some more footage with the, the respective families. Right. Will that be included on a future home video release? Um, well,
1: we um, we went back, uh, um, and I didn't film. We oh, okay. I thought you had. I hadn't filmed. Um, I just spent time with them. And stuff That's cool. Haunt. But there has been footage that he has filmed, and actually Chiller had filmed, um, about his pro haunt. Oh, with um, That yeah. we'll... I'm sure we'll end up on, on DVD. And we have already
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: so many like, deleted scenes and material where, you know, I oh, mean, I we, ended up, we, we ended up with over 200 hours of footage. And so th- I'm hoping that there's going to be a, a long list of extras and, and scenes that just didn't end up in the story. Um, and I'd, I'd kind of like to do uh, a couple of real simple you know, Victor kind of tutorials, how-to's on some very basic ways of, th- uh, uh, of teaching people on how to do some of these types of things. That's Just cool. Just because I think there's a lot of people that, like like me, I mean, this year, if I would have had more time, I was seriously considering transforming my yard into, like, a, a haunt. Did you get um, the, have you
0: caught the bug? Uh,
1: I, I a little bit like next like yes i mean in terms of like this year our halloween at our house was the biggest it's been in a while and with our kids and we mm-hmm. actually had a we had a silly string fight at the end and, and we had all of our friends come to our house and then we all went trick-or-treating um and had i not been so exhausted and kind of swamped with all this and had a little bit more time um i think i would have even done more like i've been thinking i've looked at my driveway and my what can backyard, you do next like, year okay, i can do this and I talked to both of my neighbors on one, side, you know, on both sides, and they're like, "Hey, let's combine the three yards." <laughs> so, um, but I'm gonna have to have lessons because I'm not like, I mean, and that's the thing. I was thinking, man, it would be good to, it would be good to on the eventual DVD release to kind of put out some just like tips on things you can do, and because these people who do it, these home haunters especially, are very resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a pro haunted attraction uh you know where you just, you, you buy a lot of things like home launchers, like how can i make this and how can so, you scavenge yeah, where can yeah, you get stuff from right, totally
0: right. so yeah cool. hopefully right on i i have to ask you one last question because it was brought up last night you know what's coming, don't you? I don't know. I have no idea. You have no, no clue at all whatsoever. <laughs> Perfect. Someone brought up the idea about at the end of Best Worst Movie. There's a discussion about Troll Two Part Two. Yeah. Um, uh, you've heard something about this, apparently.
1: I, I have. Yeah. Um, apparently, and I still talk to George. Yes. uh Every week, um, and he's doing he's doing well, and he's always a joy to talk to. And. Um, the thought of working with him on another movie instantly like brings a smile to my face. Like it's like how you know just being with that guy in any capacity would be amazing. Absolutely, um, and he seems to be very excited about this potential sequel. Um, and Cloudy and Rosella have a written script, and they had actually sent me a, a, a treatment that. I haven't read all of it yet. It's sixty some odd pages. Wow! And That's just it, a treatment. It's a treatment. Yeah. Damn. Okay. It, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's 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 mind-boggling and wonderful and bizarre, all in the same. You know, all in the same breath. I don't know. You know, I and who knows like what's going to happen with it and. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it's
0: it's but it's interesting to hear. You know, he's they're chasing the dream still.
1: Yeah, and. Uh, that's exactly right and
0: I don't know if you want to spoil the thing you told us about what happened. <laughs> um, well all I will
1: say is in this treatment um, I am armed with a, uh, a, a giant gun that shoots meatballs um, so <laughs> I, I, that I know spurs a, a million questions uh, many of which I I, I, I could not answer um, but it I will say that it feels you know it feels very representative of Claudia and Rosella, and mm-hmm. and their kind of wacky sense of humor and I hope that both of them continue to make movies just as a, just as much as I hope Victor is able to continue to do his pro you
0: Most know I, I'm
1: I'm a big believer in Doing what you love in life, and as cliché as it sounds, chasing chasing that dream, whether it works or whether it doesn't, it's the same thing I'm doing. Exactly. And you don't know unless
0: you take the cha- unless you take the right. leap.
1: And I would rather take the leap and fall, and years later say, hey, you know, at, at least I went for it, as opposed to I should have done this or I could have done that sort of thing. Yes. Um. I think, you know, all of us. I, I have one friend in particular that he's been working an awful job for 10 years and he's always complaining about it and it's made him miserable and Mm -hmm. and I you know it's one of those things where it's like you can you can like change like do something else find something that you love I don't care what it is pursue your your passion and something that kind of uh, speaks to you because as you're on that path you'll be surprised in the ways which things kind of line up. And it's not necessarily always how you plan or exactly how you design, but it is a way that is uh, momentous and kind of carrying you forward towards something that, you know, brings real happiness.
0: Most definitely. So the film is the American Scream. It's making the festival circuit. If you don't want to, I personally, I'd say see it on the big screen because seeing with an audience is something special. Just people, having everyone laugh at those certain things that even if they've never experienced it, it's great. If you can't wait, catch it on Netflix, catch it on iTunes, and coming at some point in the next few years, destroy Michael Paul Stevenson. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks a lot, man.